Yeah, here you go. Oh, nah, he, he over here. Yeah, I heard he got that hot new thing. It's called Let's get it going. Hello and welcome to Elapsed Gamer Radio Extrasodes, where we're going to be talking about the announcement of the Nintendo Switch, the long-awaited announcement of the Nintendo Switch, which finally came out last Thursday, so you'll have probably read everything about it already, but we're going to give our thoughts anyway. Joining me on the show tonight are Adam, Stuart and Kev. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. So, let's get right into it. Sure. Nintendo Switch. So, I'm presuming that the Nintendo getting jiggy with it is... It's not available, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or, they, or the uh, Nintendo Wild Wild West. <laughs> That's the next. That probably one. wouldn't quite appropriate, considering that they decided to announce it the same day as Red Dead Redemption Red Dead. Two trailer <laughs> came out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Rockstar were pretty pissed about that because well, that's going to be one of the most anticipated games in a long time. They finally yeah. come to launch a trailer, and the whole thing gets overshadowed by the Nintendo. <laughs> Talk about stealing your thunder. <laughs> There's yeah. that info um, graphic about the uh, like internet searches based on the two, and Red Dead didn't even get like a tenth of the searches of the Switch did. They completely no. killed any buzz for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still excited for that game. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do people think of the name before we move on to the actual console Don't itself? Don't like it. <clears throat> no. It serves a purpose, I think, for what the device does, isn't it? Especially with how muddled the Wii U messaging was, like people still yeah. to this day think it's a tablet for the Wii. I think well, it displays that message fine, but then you need something kind of unique and people know what it is. And like, I posted it like in our the Twitter Wii. group. Yeah, but it became, <laughs> didn't it? That became like a mainstream word that people would use. Kind yeah, but of. the first yeah. time you heard it, like yeah. the first time you heard the new Nintendo console is going to be called the Wii. But then yeah. I'm sure Piss. people did the same with like Xbox. <laughs> I'm sure people did the yeah. same with Xbox and thought that's dumb. All I know is that when I, the first day this got announced, I typed Nintendo Switch into Amazon and it gave me a picture of the N64 RF Switch. And yeah. then after that, <laughs> it is after that it was some way I'm looking now. After that, it was a flex cable to fit shoulder pads on a 3DS. Adam, I can go on better. Yeah. I started typing Nintendo SWI and I got Nintendo Swimwear, so I was able to get some nice trunks. <laughs> <laughs> well, as people were pointing out, um, Switch is depend is either, if you're of the older generation, uh, what was commonly referred to as a short piece of stick used to whoop your ass, or um, a colloquial term for... Uh, someone from the gay community who likes to alternate between being a top or a bottom oh so that's interesting every day's a school day so, um, <laughs> uh, that's I the th- thing I'm a fan though of names that become the brand like Playstation yeah. became a brand Xbox yeah, became a brand Switch is already a word we use in everyday language to mean yeah. light switches and then some of those things you just said as well and it's yeah. just weird <laughs> that they're now like dumping like it's almost like the the DS was called the DS it wasn't called the Nintendo dual screen and it's like kind of like they shortened it like it would almost oh. be better if they called it the Nintendo SW or something you know 
I've never yeah. noticed that that's actually what DS stands for. <laughs> oh, fuck, <laughs> mate. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> seriously. Okay, oh, my God. Darren64 was called that because he had 64 bits. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I found that and out 20 years ago. The nails because it was the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go have a lie down and then, the, shall I? <laughs> the Famicom was the family computer. <laughs> The PS4 is the fourth PlayStation. <laughs> what does that make the Xbox One then? Oh, that's just fine. I need stupid. my pills. Uh, Microsoft are just retconning the whole thing. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, like Battlefield. Yep. Um, what about why? Why didn't they go with like Nintendo Snap? Especially with the marketing, with the, like that snap noise. Yeah, the, the click noise. Then yeah. the mm. Nintendo I clap. I don't know. Nintendo, Nintendo. Click. <laughs> no. Nintendo clap is something very different. Yeah. <laughs> it's the swimwear. <laughs> no, that's what you get if you borrow someone else's swimwear. So yeah, shall we get into what it actually is? So it's as Eurogamer reported a long time ago when patents started leaking and everyone was a little bit suspicious and, and unsure about whether it was true or not and to be honest I was a little bit uh, apprehensive about believing anything that came out in rumours until I saw it officially announced. It is as previously reported both a home console and a portable console so it's a screen with two controllers either side the Joy-Cons which is also a really stupid name mm. um, which detach um, and then the, the screen slides into a little hub which then connects it to your TV uh, and then you can slide the little Joy-Cons into an actual controller mount, or you can just hold them independently in your left and right hand. Um, not entirely sure whether the uh, the breakout box, the thing that you put it in to connect it to your TV, is literally just something to feed that TV signal, the, the, the NX signal, into your TV, or whether that has additional processing power as well. Has anyone read anything that... I read speculation that it only runs at 720p when it's handheld, and then it'll obviously upscale mm. to TVs when um, it's plugged into that thing. And then I've even seen some people saying that the fan on the top that you see in right. the video when they're putting the game couch in is clearly like some venting. Because yeah. people yeah. are speculating that to run a fan on a handheld system like that would just kill the battery. So then yes. people are speculating yeah, that that would only be... For when the system's running in the dock, kind of, to cool mm-hmm. it when it's running at like full capacity. When it's actually sandwiched in that housing, it's going to get pretty warm. Yeah, you would assume mm. so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Surrounded. Yeah, on it two might sides. simply just to to, to to cool that. But then, like, uh, it shouldn't need a fan really because it's running on a on a Tegra chip. Yeah. yeah. Um, rather than like a full dedicated like full power. I guess we don't know how powerful this Tegra chip is, though. It's like a different no. generation, like mod, like one step up yeah. from like the Nvidia and stuff like the Shield. Yeah, it's it's not the same ones that you get in certain like. So, well, I don't know. The Tegra chips aren't used in phones, are they? They were used in the Shield, and I don't know what else the Tegra chip has been used in. Uh, Traffic lights. Traffic lights. <laughs> um. But, like, if you compare it to, say, like, the Intel M-series processors that you get in a lot of, like, um, ultra-thin laptops, they don't use fans either. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. But, 
that's one of the things people have been speculating about. It's like um, a lot of people will want the Switch. Um, I've got to force myself to not say NX. Um, a lot of people <laughs> will want the Switch to be as powerful, if not more powerful, than the PS4 and the Xbox One. And nah. some people, though, like um, some people on YouTube who you think would know reasonably well have been speculating that this Tegra, this new Tegra chip will be as powerful as an Xbox One or a, uh, or a PS4, but that would be impossible in a tiny little handheld system which, if you wanted the battery life to last more than about five minutes and you didn't have fans and things like that in it, because the Xbox One and the PS4 have quite substantial, you know, venting mm-hmm. um, and, and fans to keep them cool. And, you know, it's a different sort of chip to those, but... It's not going to be as powerful, and it doesn't need to be really. No. Uh, that's Nintendo have a long time ago, probably when the uh, by by the time the end by the end of the the GameCube era, had realised that they can't compete uh, on the same level as Sony and, and Microsoft. Um, so they are going for a different market. Mm. I don't think um, they've ever really wanted to compete, to be uh, honest. You know, I they've always attacked gaming from a completely different standpoint where games are something that are fun and to be played. You know, that's why they always make sure that you can boot up a game in less than 40 seconds or so. Yeah. You know, yeah. rather than waiting five hours for your fucking patch to download. <laughs> they've never yes. really been a tech company, have they? They've always still Bizarrely, stuck no. to that, like, toy company. Like, I don't yeah. imagine yeah. them putting the same like they would never put the research like Sony put into the cell processor or things like that or no whatever Microsoft are doing with the Scorpio right now <clears throat> whatever <clears throat> you know but like they're putting research in and stuff to try and find that balance or like what Sony have done with the PS Pro and stuff PS4 Pro trying to get what they can out of these devices and stuff I, Nintendo don't strike me as that do you think this is why people could kind of get the misconception that Nintendo are more a, a youth, you know, it's a sort of a toy market end of things. Perhaps, yeah. You know, and uh, completely misconstrued, if you ask me, because they've done some really good kick-ass games in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's not that they make games for kids, because some of these games that are aimed at kids can also be really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just uh, they aim to make games that are accessible for everyone mm. regardless of age they're like they make the games they make are like the Disney Pixar of games yes like family friendly like they'll appeal to, to people of all ages whereas like you know your, I think you've nailed it there yeah your tri- yeah your triple A first person shooters your, your Call of Duties and your Battlefields and things like that are going to appeal to a certain demographic but yeah. most people um, won't be interested um, Nintendo have always done a really good job, from the, especially with the Wii, um, obviously, oh, of gosh, trying to yeah. make games appeal to people who wouldn't normally be gamers. Mm-hmm. Like I know plenty of people who um, don't play games at all, but if there's a, a Nintendo console there and Mario Kart's on it, they'll have a go. Well, you think yeah. about the news reports when they used to use it in um, re- retirement homes. You know, the, yeah. the Wii was in more retirement homes because they found that it was actually a good form of exercise. It was mild exercise that the elderly could actually use and yeah. kept them interested and active. Well, they managed to, um, to tap into sort of like getting a market interested in games who hadn't ever held a controller before. Yeah. Like you, to be able to play like 
Wii Bowling or something like that, you you didn't need to have ever used to con- never used an analog stick or anything like that. Mm. To, to someone who's like, I remember the first time I started playing games on a controller with an analog stick. Like the first, do you remember like the first time you ever played a console first-person shooter trying to use an analog stick? Max Payne. How, how awkward it felt. Yeah. Like the first time I ever tried to play Halo on console. How weird it felt trying to use the sticks, and like it takes a long time to get used to that. Um, and in that sort of aspect, they've they've gone a little bit backwards with the Wii U and then the with the the Switch. Um, although, did anyone else notice that um, on the bottom of the Joy Cons there appeared to be, you know, like on the top of the Wii Motes, uh, the whatever they were, the, the no, on the top of them had like like you get on a remote control, hmm. like a little screen. Oh yeah, um, possibly. The um, I think I'd read a little report about that that's possibly an infrared pointer. Yes. Or something uh. to do with infrared. So they could be trying to tap back into that a little bit more. Like maybe you'll be able to use the Joy-Cons in a similar sort of way to yeah. the Wiimotes. Possibly, yes. As little light guns or something. Yeah. yeah. On the trailer you see the guy sat on the aeroplane without the Joy-Con controller housing. He's just got the two yeah. uh, handsets running free. So mm-hmm. that possibly does work like the Wii anyway. Mm-hmm. I think they've really covered all bases with this, you know. I think it's a yeah. very clever move. So as we saw in the trailer, not only can you play it like a normal a console at home with your controller and then like snap the Joy-Cons into the side and take it away and use it like a single screen, um, like, you know, handheld system. Like a big like Vita. A, yeah. Like a big, like a big Vita or like a old like a GBA or whatever. Um, the the fact that you can like then detach the Joy Cons from it and like open up a little kickstand on the bottom of the screen, put it down, and then you can play two player with someone else. Okay. Each person using a Joy Con each. But yeah, there's a couple of things. Firstly, okay, how big do you think the tablet is? When you look at it, like there's a picture of somebody lifting it out of the thing, and it doesn't yeah. look very big. It looks about seven inches. I would say it's, it's about. Seven or eight inches, yeah. So mm. possibly like the size of like a Kindle Fire, Fire or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, or like so an then, iPad Mini or something like yeah. that. So then playing that split screen is going to be tiny. <laughs> yes. Well, then, maybe, yes. It depends on the games that you're playing. Like, it'd be like the... Yeah, anyway. So it'd be pretty small. For something like they show you playing the basketball game, it'd be pretty hard for two players to be following mm. and hunched over and like, Mario Kart, I feel like would be tiny. Yeah, um, and then the other thing I have with that is I though using those little Joy Cons doesn't look appealing. They look tiny. Mm. Like I'm not a fan of holding the Wii Remote side on because I think they're a bit small. Yeah, like I don't have mm. massive hands, but I'm, like big enough. Like, and I just think <laughs> the idea of hand, hand, holding those things side on they look so small. It just doesn't appeal mm. to me. But then I guess it is an option for. It makes it a social console, kind of, doesn't it? Well, that's the thing. If you're just playing, if you're just playing very quick games on a sort of a quick turnaround with you know a bunch of mates or whatever. Well, if you're only playing a game that's maybe you know three or four minutes long before you then switch it over to somebody else anyway, it's not such a big deal. Admittedly, yeah, if you are playing it multiplayer and playing for a long time, then yes, that is going to be you know um, that is going to hurt your hands and you'll get cramp and things possibly. But the, the way they're the way they're looking at it is, it looks to be sort of fairly social and sort of fairly quick games of whatever it is yeah 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 if you were playing something like uh warioware or mario party or something yeah. like that then it would yeah. probably work oh, that'd be perfect warioware on the new one. Oh my oh, god yes <laughs> yeah it's been too yeah. long um 
my my other slight concern is does this push for like this social control sort of thing and like taking the screen around mean they're not going to bother improving their online systems because they'll just like think oh it's not a priority now this is the console you take everywhere with you mm. um, That's um it depends whether it will have um three or 4g capability yeah i don't know whether mm. it will like the vita can do i think Sup the first yeah, models, 3G. yeah it came with sim cards yeah, yeah. yep um so I don't know whether I don't know maybe like it's you know they're a Japanese company they're going to make obviously they're going to want to sell well in the west but it's going to be made primarily for the Japanese market which is why it makes sense for it to be both a home console and a handheld because yep. the home console market has shrunk quite a lot in Japan but the mobile market is huge and if they can tap into them, they're obviously doing that with mobile phone gaming anyway but if you know, if, if this sells well in Japan and people can take their their switches out and about with them on on the train and uh, and whatnot, then that makes sense. But um, if you're in a place that's going to have lots of Wi-Fi hotspots, mm. then you can carry on playing online, I guess. But um, I don't know. If they tap into the Japanese market, and th- they probably will, they'll probably dominate it. They've got it sewn up anyway, straight away, because you've got a huge user base there. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. epic proportions. It, it dwarfs yeah. any other country. They'll, they'll bring out a monster hunter on it or something, and they'll go. Oh, oh god, yes, oh. yeah, oh, yeah, yes. definitely. <laughs> and you can well, bet that's the thing. Okay, the you're, you're saying well, you're saying about 3G and Wi-Fi and what have you. Okay, if it doesn't have 3G or a place for a SIM card built in, well, just tether it to your phone. Yeah, your smartphone's I've in heard, your pocket anyway. I've heard yeah. that I've been saying, yeah, like everyone has at least one device on them if it's not. a f- phone and there's even people that have like the 3G iPads and stuff and they all yeah. mm-hmm. tether so yeah I just worry like not that I'm like desperate for Nintendo to have a great online console because we have other places for that but I mm-hmm. just wonder if it gives them the excuse not to really push any of that stuff on like oh no because like they've been pushing in with certain games they've been making real steps to improve their online like apart from a few little hitches that we found with yeah, Mario Kart that's what I'm thinking um, basically <laughs> yeah. I would not I probably wouldn't have even thought about this until we all started playing Mario Kart together and yeah like two <laughs> and weeks not ago together we've had the same yeah not together <laughs> yeah <laughs> That stuff is annoying, but and I don't know. I haven't actually tried to play with other people on Splatoon, so I don't know how that works. But in terms of just like getting into an online game and staying connected to it, there's um, playing lag free. Um, they've got that nailed with yeah, definitely. They're like their their tentpole online games, like Mario Kart and Splatoon, both work online seamlessly mm. without having to like splinter the playbase at all. It's not like um, you can play local or global on Mario Kart, but if you play global and you're playing against Japanese players, there's no noticeable lag or latency or anything like that. Um, and you don't even get that option on, on Splatoon. You, they'll just match make you with other Anybody. Splatoon players from anywhere in the world. Yep. Yeah. And it works perfectly. Well, Mario Kart on the Wii, that actually works perfectly. I remember yeah. that one. That was just like my first introduction to online play on the Wii. And it was just mm. unbelievable. That was just so fast and slick. It was great. And uh, Mario Kart 7 on the 3DS works yeah, fantastically yep. online as well. Yeah, yeah. So they've made some strides in that direction. There are still massive problems with their online systems as well that I really hope the Switch addresses. Like your Nintendo ID being tied not to the internet, but to <laughs> a piece of hardware. 
Um, mm. So if like you've got if you bought some digital games on your Wii U and your Wii U breaks and you have to get a new one and you want to re-download those digital games, you have to go through you have to jump through so many hoops to be able to mm. get them. Mm. Uh, and the stuff like that that I they really need to address uh, if they if people are going to take their online services seriously. But um, I don't know, especially with don't something like the Switch, which while portable could be potentially quite breakable depending on the situations yes, and what have you definitely. And yeah. ha- having to get that changed or buying a new one and then having to jump through hoops to be able to get access to your digital purchases and things like that mm-hmm. that's something they do need to get sorted yeah it's going to be yeah. very detrimental mean, Nintendo have always been pretty good when it comes to the durability of their hardware like even controllers that felt that felt a bit flimsy, like the N64 controller, were still pretty solid, pretty well built. Mm. Uh, I've never had any problems with Nintendo hardware. Um, this is the first time they've released... Uh, uh, well, we should probably talk about the screen. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't know whether it's a touchscreen or not. No, they still haven't confirmed it. Yeah, We're still it- awaiting more details. If it is a touchscreen, then it will be the first time they've released a touch-capable piece of hardware that has um, capacitive touch rather than resistive touch. Is that what the what it the is? Old yeah, 3DS. Yeah. yeah, the single yeah. touch. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, well, it's like no multi-touch, and ideally, you need to use a stylus if you want to be uh, reasonably accurate. Um, but then people have no like people have been tearing through like tearing apart like still images from the trailer and postulating that maybe things that they've seen on the handheld look like a, a housing for a stylus. Yeah. Um, they there's there's no nobody is seen touching the screen in the trailer. No, that was the, one of the very first things I noticed after watching. Yeah. It. I was like, hang on a sec, not like you. It's not even like there's no like little things that you think. Everyone seems to be like when they connect, disconnect the Joy Cons. It's like, hey, let's go, and they're just pressing buttons to it. Whereas mm-hmm. you'd expect them to have like at least touchscreen menus and stuff. And and at this point, it's so easy to yeah. do. And like yeah. for you to have like a tablet style product, and for it not to be touchscreen would be ridiculous. Mm. So I I choose to believe that it has to be touchscreen. Well, we were talking. But, you remember when we were no. doing the um, an extra episode about the uh, games for kids, and we actually brought up mm-hmm. tablets and said, "There's a whole generation out there that expect to yeah. be able to touch yes, a screen." We did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and just, it seems a bizarre backward step for them. Yeah, I mean, like there's kids who are growing up and their first experiences of playing games are playing little games on on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think, as much as it's not a media device, it's still a gaming device, they do have a very unique opportunity to perhaps become that gaming console that's also a tablet, kind of. Yeah. Like, they can have the Netflix apps and stuff on there, and I'm sure we're probably going to see ports of, like, the Super Mario run, the mobile game. Hell, we might even see, like, a port of Pokemon Go or something on here. Mm. And I think you've got to have all those media things, and that ain't going to happen if it doesn't have a touchscreen, because kids are going to be like, or even, not even kids, even, like, ourselves are going to be like so i gotta keep the control like if you're on a plane or something like some i experience quite a bit coming back and forth between england and canada like i have my tablet there and i can just tap away i don't want to be fiddling about grabbing the controller to change what movie i'm watching and yeah stuff. i just mm-hmm. it seems bizarre but i'm really worried that it might not be because i think i'm thinking they want to 
step away from that dual screen experience touchscreen thing and really differentiate it it's just a like pure gaming console on the go kind of thing and get back to that mm. like, I think it might not have touchscreen and it's baffling <laughs> I yeah I can't imagine that that would be the case I mean it's you, you can't ever guess really with Nintendo they make so many bonkers ideas with their, <laughs> with their hardware so you never know that they might have just decided like they might someone might have said our touchscreen's dead we're not going to have touchscreen on the new on the new console I mean it would be really stupid if that's the way um, this is the company that made a, a robot with a console so anything that's <laughs> yeah yeah and the virtual boy um, <laughs> god what horrible piece of hardware that is uh but we should probably mention that, um, as reported by IGN, uh, prior to the the Switch trailer coming out, um, Nintendo filed a series of patents that have led people to believe that it may support gesture control. Like, not actually touching the screen, but making gestures with your hands in proximity okay. to the screen. How does that work when it's in the dock, though? Well, that's the the thing. It wouldn't work if it was in the dock. The same as like if it has a touchscreen, that also wouldn't work when it's in the dock. So, if it does have a touchscreen, and you want to play Mario Maker, um, personally, I don't play Mario Maker on the screen. I play it completely on the controller. Uh, And as I mentioned on Twitter earlier, quite often while I'm on the toilet. yeah. But um <laughs> but then okay, but then that shows two different things because my playstyle with that is playing with the missus. Her, yeah, yeah. she has a um, pro controller in her hand, I'll make something mm-hmm. and then she'll have a quick run through, practice it, see how it goes, and, sh- and we'll be like, nah, that's too hard, let's scrub back and do this. Yeah. And all that. So then it, it's like you're making a very social device if the trailer's to be believed, but then you're removing a game that was great for that yes. sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Unless there is gonna be some other a separate controller that you can get that's I, I don't know some See, sort of touchpad like some people yeah the, the Joy-Con grip yeah. unit um, people postulate that maybe the center section of that is a not a touch screen but like, like a pad. you know like the, yeah. the like the touchpad on the the PS4, PS4 or the Ouya yeah. controller because it looks exactly like an Ouya controller but just faster yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, oh, got so many questions yeah. and Nintendo aren't answering them yet um, so we're definitely going down the line though of they've said this is a single screen thing like there's no dual yes. screen stuff because there's just like one of my friends is refusing to believe it. he's like nah there has to be a way and I'm like but how because he has to be yeah. plugged into that dock to Put send it to the, the screen, TV yeah. yeah yeah. but then like Which I think they showed shame. they showed Splatoon running on it and we don't know whether that was footage early footage of Splatoon 2 or whether it was just they just put footage of the first Splatoon on there. Splatoon requires you to use the touchpad on the the Wii U controller. Um, You could probably play without ever looking at that, but if you want to move around the map quickly, um, you want to, when you respawn, if you want to walk to one of your teammates, you tap on them on the touchpad and you walk to your teammate. And if it's a single screen um, version of of Splatoon, then you won't be able to do that. Uh, And it's kind of a shame that they've gotten rid of the dual screen thing because it's it's lovely on the 3DS and it wasn't really used to its potential really on the uh, on the Wii U but when games used it they they made a good job of it um, yeah. and that's that's going to be gone yeah. um, 
Speaking of games they showed, uh, some people with slightly keener eyes than myself have pointed out that uh, at one point they're showing playing Mario Kart. Yeah. And it can't be Mario Kart 8 because one of the carts is being driven by a boo who isn't, in Mario, isn't a drivable character in Mario Kart 8. No. Yeah, and so, then there was also um, one picture that had it looked like the character had two items like being held, yeah. kind of, which makes me think they're just going to call it Mario Kart Switch. They're just going to go with it. Yeah. And <laughs> that makes sense. Switch between items. Maybe even uh, somehow combo the items together or something. It's going to be like Double Dash all over again. Great. <laughs> and there was like a couple of quick glimpses of a Mario game which wasn't Mario 3D World uh, one of the Mario was jumping through rings like in Sonic and in another one of them it looked like Mario was in a, the Samba de Amigo world yeah. uh, so some people are postulating <laughs> that maybe then that it'll be a Mario game which also has some elements of the Sega universe in there as well mm. which Possibly. would be cool, that's like the way to cross over that everyone wanted forget about at the Olympic Games Yes, people have always wanted some actual <laughs> substance to them being crossed over, so that would be it. Yeah, well, Sega well, so are far, on the list. Um, yeah, the con- well, the confirmed games so far coming to the Nintendo Switch is The Legend of Zelda: The Breath of the Wild, which we already knew, uh, which is going to be coming out as a launch title, and it's also coming out on the Wii U. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, Project Sonic 2017 and Just Dance 2017. Those are the four confirmed titles. Um, but then, from what we saw in the trailer, there appeared to be a new Super Mario game, a new Mario Kart game, possibly Skyrim Remastered, although Bethesda are not, not really confirming that. Um, although Bethesda have confirmed that they're going to be a partner. Uh, Splatoon and NBA 2K17. Um, and the list of... The, well, the sampling of Nintendo Switch partners, as they called it, is quite an extensive list of, of uh, developers. So, like... A lot of developers that you know work with Nintendo uh, are quite a lot, but then other ones as well, like Bethesda, Codemasters, THQ Nordic, From Software. Um, there's some really interesting developers. Well, I'm right sampling. EA is not on that though. Yeah, EA is not on that list. No, Ubisoft are. Um, Ubisoft seem to try and stick with Nintendo as much as they can. Like they were. Yeah. One of the last third-party developers to actually make a third-party like AAA game for um, the Nintendo Wii U before they finally gave up. Um, and wasn't the I think well Warner Brothers were on the list as well. And I'm pretty sure one of the Arkham games came out. It might have been Arkham now. City or something. Or uh, Arkham Origins. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the uh, best version of um, Deus Ex uh, mm-hmm. Human Revolution was on the, the Wii U as well. Um, but the the list of developers that are working, that they say that they've confirmed are working with them on the Switch is promising. But they also I'd did say. bulk it out as well with like middleware and stuff, which is a bit yeah, like the last two rows, like Cryware. Nearly every yeah. game uses Cryware. Yeah, Same and with Unity. Havoc and stuff. Yeah, it's like but Epic Games are on there as well. There's no uh, Rockstar. No Rockstar. On there. No, no Rockstar. No. But when of rocks? When was? Can you name a single Rockstar game that's ever been on a Nintendo console? Yeah, Bully. Was Bully on Wii? Yeah, it was. Yeah, really? Yeah, on me. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, there you go then. Yeah. Um, and that's it. But- I've peaked. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess while we're on the subject of third-party 
um, development. Um, I know, Adam, you've got some qualms about the fact that this is going to be using a Tegra chip, so it's going to be yeah. um, uh, ARM yeah, architecture yeah, rather than x86. Yeah, and it's kind of like as much as Microsoft and Sony are at war, like he's, at least they both kind of picked similar chips, so then we've kind of got in this world yeah. now where there's still difficulty, um, differences tech-wise between a lot of these mm-hmm. multi-format games, but they're not quite... It's not as noticeable as it was say back in the day with like no SNES they versions and Mega Drive versions of games where they were sizable or even like last generation yeah. where the 360 ran on sort of x86 architecture yeah. the Playstation 3 ran on that preposterous cell processor Yeah, this generation they're both running on x86 which is basically the same architecture yeah. as PC so porting a game creating a game on PC and then porting it to the, those two consoles is pretty straightforward on the whole it's not uh, even from really what developers have been saying yeah from what I've read yeah. it's not even really porting for those consoles it's literally just like you can run a PC game on like an Xbox for example especially with the Windows some sliders down. yeah kind of but yeah. then I guess for this thing because it's running on ARM like the code base is different so a lot of things have to be yes. reprogrammed and this is even without like taking account any like power differences and stuff mm-hmm. um, again though it does point to more mobile ports of games perhaps because nearly every phone like Android phone out there is an ARM processor there's a yeah. few that are like PC based architecture but then they're the ones that run into compatibility issues with some apps because they're not natively designed for those systems well, um, I don't want to I don't want to play mobile no. games on a Nintendo no. console I can play those on my phone yeah. um, what does anyone know what sort of architecture the Vita uses is that an ARM processor? I think it might be. Yeah, uh, I think the one thing to do with processors and the one of the thing the partners that I noticed on the the list that was sent out was the fact that it uses Unity or at least will run with Unity. Yeah, and there's an awful lot of indie games now who are using Unity as their programming base. Yeah, um, I mean, so, if, so if that's they a good can, thing. Uh, if they can take what they started to do with the Wii U. Like championing games like um, uh, Shovel Knight before any other developer did. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can take that and run with it, um, they could make this this console like a haven for for uh, indie games. Especially like if that screen is nice. Mm-hmm. If it's we don't really know the specs, but I would love it to be like a nice OLED screen, like it is on the first gen um, Vitas, and yeah. like. Whenever those games come out uh, and they're available on PS3 and PS4 and Vita, and it's one of those little indie games, you can guarantee the best way to play it is on the Vita. Mm. Um, yeah. And so if they can get lots of those indie games on the on the Switch, then I would be really happy. Um, that and, you know, uh, a good collection of Nintendo first party. Then If they could do that, then I don't really care about playing uh, ports of AAA games that are going to be on the other two consoles. Yeah, I think I think if um, they're going to do that, then you're still going to have the problem of well, would you want to play Gears of War, for instance, on anything but an Xbox? I certainly right. wouldn't want to play that on a, uh, any Nintendo console because it just nope. feel wrong for a start off. Yeah, yeah. And it would be it because it's that's developed to run on on more powerful hardware. It would be an inferior version of the game. Yeah. Uh, whereas we've seen with games on uh, first party games on the Wii U um, 
considering the power deficiency that has in comparison to the Xbox One and the, the PS4, uh, they managed to get these games that look absolutely stunning and run at a flawless 60 frames a second. Yep. Like Splatoon looks absolutely gorgeous and runs flawlessly 60 frames a second, no stuttering or anything like that, which... Um, a lot of games that come out on the other two consoles kind of struggle with from time to time. A lot of them can't even hit 60, and when they do, there's a little bit of, you know, you get frame drops from here and there. Well, you mentioned Bayonetta 2 earlier on. I mean, good yep. God, that looks incredible, and it just runs yep. perfectly. And runs, at like a bu- again, a buttery smooth 60 frames a, se- a yep. second. So, like, when first-party developers and not, you know, I guess Platinum aren't a first-party developer, but when people develop a game specifically for Nintendo hardware, um, they manage to squeeze more power out of it than should be possible. So, the fact that it's... I mean, like, we already saw um, some footage came out from... It was a new Japanese trailer for um, Breath of the Wild, which everyone... Uh, has assumed it is running on the Nintendo Switch because it looks significantly better than it does on the Wii U and it already looked stunning on the Wii U Mm -hmm. Um, and this Tegra chip we don't really know anything about it because it's not a Tegra chip that's been in anything before Um, but NVIDIA have been talking it up quite a lot yeah so it could be quite powerful I mean not as it's not going to be on the same level as the other consoles but it could be I think what we're looking at is a reasonable upgrade from what is available on the Wii U. Uh, at least when you're playing, when it's docked, when you're playing it on your TV. Um, a few people have noted, and I did, I did notice myself when I watched the trailer. It, I don't know whether this is in the representative of how the hardware will work, but um, or whether the fact that it's just they were sort of like putting footage on this little screen but when in the, the trailer someone took the the, the, the the switch out of the dock and started playing that looked like there was a frame rate drop which might point towards it having that more powerful mode yeah yeah um, I wonder if like I was just looking as well other the devices that use like newer arm chips is like the Nvidia shield and like that has like yeah. versions of like Borderlands 2 running on it and things, a bit like how the mm-hmm. Vita does. So I wonder if that's where we kind of have to... Like they're good versions, but not the best versions, kind of. Um, like you've never picked that version over the best version of Borderlands 2, like the PC version, but no. they're still perfectly um, serviceable versions. So it might be the case yeah, with some yeah. of the games. And there was like the... I mean, we were talking about that the Vita is, what, four, five years old yeah, now? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, easy. Yeah, and so that's running on, in terms of, you know, hardware, it's running on an ancient chip uh, in relative terms, and that can still run games like um, Killzone Mercenary, which looks really, really nice on, on yeah, that yeah, system. Uh, and yeah, and Borderlands. The, the only problem we've got with with um, games like that and Borderlands is the fact that the, the Vita sticks are not great for playing a first-person shooter, which is something that the, the Switch will have an, an advantage over because it's actually using full-size analog sticks. I don't know whether they'll click in or anything, but they look they look sizable, um, so they'll be easy to use. Um, it's running on cartridges. Nintendo yes. game back to cartridges, yeah. which is good. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it that. is. Yeah. I'd say it beats like, the installing like, hell we currently have on current <laughs> systems. Like, yeah, 
Uh, the Vita runs on uh, on sort of little flash memory chips as well, and it means that you can like it was always the way back in the day as well. Like when you got cartridge versus disc, you could fit more information on a disc, but the cartridge would load faster. Uh, but yeah. we're way past capacity, that now. Yeah. yeah, the capacity is not a problem anymore. Like you, you look at like um, some of like the modern sort of flash memory that's coming in, you can get a micro SD card that can hold 128 gigabytes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like flash memory is now so cheap and you can fit so much on it that it makes sense especially if it's going to be a handheld system as well you wouldn't want a disk drive in it no no not even the size of the gamecube discs yeah, yeah. or even like the umds oh. you used to have on the yeah. um PSP. PSP, yeah. The noise mm. that thing used to make with the memory yeah. cards um as well it'd be just like the ds cards where you would actually put the cartridge in and you'd have your game saves on it on the actual card it wouldn't need any internal storage at all everything would be inclusive on the cartridge i presume that it's uh, hopefully going to have sd card slot as well for digital games well that would make sense yeah yeah Uh, if it doesn't already have like a sizable memory how big do micro sd cards go up to now Uh, 128 gig yeah okay yeah, and I mean that's that's uh, micro SD itself is it's getting bigger, but that format's a little bit old now. And I mean, like if if you look at stuff that's coming out now, like um, like the M2 solid state drives, mm-hmm. like a uh, one terabyte uh, of solid state hard drive that is smaller than a stick of RAM. Yeah. So um, <laughs> uh, yeah, flash memory is getting increasingly more capacitive uh, and it's incredibly fast as well like yeah. much faster than an optical drive um, so that makes a lot of sense um, that also would save on battery life if, there's, if yes. there's no actual moving parts you've just got everything running from memory cards that's just going to be so much easier on the uh, system yeah. itself mm-hmm. and that is going to be one of the the qualms we've got because mm. Uh, the Vita lasts for maybe Ages. five. Well, no, come on. <laughs> if you're playing in one long session, you could probably get because I've I've used it on flights before. You can get between four and six hours, depending on what sort of yeah. game you're playing. The 3DS lasts longer. The Wii U controller is just bad. It's just oh. unless you open it up and replace the battery. You, now you this get is like where I four hours out of it. This okay. is my conspiracy theory because obviously I went out and bought the extra big cell. And, of course, when I open the controller, there's actually a different port for when you put the big battery in, which makes me think, well, if they built the controller with this in mind, why didn't they just put the big battery in there first? So is this going to be the same thing? Are we going to have a separate slot for an extra battery? It doesn't look... It doesn't look big enough. I I wouldn't want to open it up, for starters. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, it's quite a thin device. Yeah, it is. Um... <clears throat> and it's going to be pushing not only is it going to have like as far as we know quite a powerful Tegra uh, processor in it and it's it's using a bigger screen than your phone would don't forget they could be using the same sort of technologies as what Apple have used on the latest Macs because the standby time on a Mac now pushes three weeks they are incredible you know because they've yes, got away st- with well standby time on the 3DS is really good as well but if you want to yeah. play it mobile <laughs> like, out and about for yeah, any length of time it's going to eat that battery yeah the Mac the Mac can actually still run for 24 hours uh, you know at, at full capacity 
but yeah. you know because they've actually got away with uh, got, done away with all moving parts completely now there's nothing in there it's just battery yeah. but th- maybe this is where Nintendo are taking their cue from you know there's no moving parts there's just battery so mm. that might actually be the longest lasting battery we've ever seen you know uh, so long as it doesn't go the way of the Nexus 7 and blow us up in your face <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the the Note Sevens, yeah. Yeah, Note Seven. Sorry, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it is a problem. I also you got to account for the battery power of the Joy Cons as well. It, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that they have their own separate batteries, which is mm-hmm. probably why they have the yeah. cradle thing, because that was Something how they charge will charge. Again. Yeah, because they mm. can't charge off the handheld itself because then that's even more power draw. But I guess they would have to at some point because, wait, say you'd been using the um, Joy-Cons not in the cradle and you'd had the Switch console in its hub. Yeah. And then you decide to plug those in and take it off and True. play it. And they're dead, If yeah. it can't draw power, then like the, the, the actual controller halves could run out of power before the console itself does, so they must be able to draw power from that as well, which mm. would then suck on the battery a little bit more. And then how else do people feel about... It's plugged into the dock, so it's charging all the time. Which, if you hear mm-hmm. like experts talk about panel uh, about batteries, like you kill batteries mm. by charge. So why yeah. people say don't yeah. charge your phone overnight, like you're gonna kill it, which is yeah. I've unless phone- it's smart, unless like uh, it's smart, yeah. and when it reaches a hundred percent capacity, it turns off the power. Okay. To the battery. What do we think the chances but- of that? <laughs> <laughs> probably very you know like if, um, if mobile phone a lot of phones don't do it and they're like pushing mobile technology like hard kind of it makes you wonder mm. if they're not doing it why are Nintendo gonna do it kind of thing <laughs> yeah the company we said previously are not a tech company they're a toy company yeah they're, they're definitely not big on R&D <laughs> yeah no, no. the other question with charging it is can you charge it whenever you're not at home and on the dock is there um, well, obviously you'll need a cable and everything with you, but is there going to be a charging thing or connection um, that you can actually charge that on a separate cable as opposed to I on the dock? I don't know. I mean, That's we've question. seen... Um, I'm pretty sure in one of the, the still shots from the trailer there's someone sat in what looks like an airport terminal and there's a cable plugged into the bottom, which is not the headphone jack because that's in the top. Um... I'm presuming it's going to have a uh, micro USB or, or mini USB or maybe even USB-C or something like that, mm. or probably their own proprietary system because they're Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I presume it would do because if it didn't, that would be really bad. Like, if you took it, if you were then going to take it on holiday, you'd have to take the hub with you. Yeah. Like yeah. the dock. <laughs> and that's just not feasible, really. No, I can't see that happening. It's nice to see yeah. new technology with a headphone socket, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to drill a hole in it. <laughs> new Nintendo Switch Pro controller, which looks pretty much identical to the the existing Pro controller, although one of the the right hand analog stick has been yeah. moved down. Copied the <laughs> Xbox one, well, copied whatever, adjusted it to the Xbox sensibility, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I can see why they've done it on the Joy-Cons. It's so that when you detach them from the um, the, the actual unit itself or from the Joy-Con grip, when you're holding them, they're, they're both yeah, the same. symmetrical, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, like, that's one of the... I guess that's the reason why they've abandoned the traditional uh, cross 
D-pad for uh, segmented buttons, mm-hmm. so that if you're holding that half of the Joy-Con, the, 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 the Joy-Con controller from that side, they will double up as face buttons instead of a D-pad. Mm-hmm. There's one thing we haven't talked about yet. What's that? Price. Oh, that's yes. the elephant in the room. Yeah, <laughs> this is the big one. This is the big one. Um, I'm convinced it's going to be more much, than people think. How much was the Wii U when it first came out? Two hundred and fifty. And which was three? Was that how much it was? Three hundred fifty dollars. I remember that. It much. was definitely more than two hundred and fifty um, because I waited until it dropped down to two hundred to get it for playing Monster Hunter on. So it was probably wow. I would say an awful lot closer to three hundred at the Ooh. time. I'm looking uh, now and right now. Uh, a Wii U console, 32 gigabyte with Mario Kart, is 234 quid, mm. and the, the, the console is a few years old now. Um, I can only see the price in dollars. When it launched, uh, 299.99 for the basic model, the 8 gigabyte, and then for the 32 gigabyte one was 349.99 in dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. That is one of the reasons why the console didn't do well, as well as like the mixed messaging and people weren't sure whether it was an addition to the Wii yeah. because they didn't give it its own name. One of the big things that put a lot of people off from buying it was the fact that it was, for what it is, an expensive console. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'd like to think that Nintendo would take note of that, but they don't tend to learn from lessons like that really so do we don't know do we think there's any slight chance we might see a cheaper model that doesn't have the dock and then like a premium one that does have the dock so that they can Uh, say so that they can get in at that price point and be like hey this is the nintendo switcher like 250 dollars bargain but it turns out it doesn't come with the dock and probably not with a charging lead either. Power controller. <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, like, do you reckon, like, so it's not going to run in 3D, nope. uh, at least as far as we know. It doesn't have a second screen. Um, We're right not even sure now, it's 4K either. Yeah, well, uh, well and in the actual screen itself, like, yeah. uh, on the thing, I, I won't run at 4K because I don't think a, uh, an ARM processor could push out mm. at that sort of level. Um, unless it was maybe video but um, right now you can get a, a new Nintendo 3DS XL for uh, about 170 quid mm-hmm. yeah uh, between about 170 and 180 quid um, so I mean that's on its own that's not bundled with a game at all um, so if they did that then I could imagine that maybe just the uh, the screen and the Joy-Cons on their own would be Around about two hundred pounds, possibly. I'm just trying to think what a sort of a reasonably top spec Android laptop or not tab- uh, Android tablet um, by the adventure mm. whatever it would be. And I'm just thinking sort of the Galaxy ones, and they're usually in around the sort of two hundred pound mark or thereabouts. So I would say if they can get it in around that, or maybe a little bit more, um, with obviously including the controllers and what have you, that's a possibility. And yeah. that would be a nice price point because in reality they still want to keep it less or in and around the cost of a PS4 Slim or the Xbox One S. In yeah, the, ideally, reality, ideally they want to undercut that. For. Yep. Yeah, they they need to they need to if they want this to get off the ground, um, 
they they can't just rely on the goodwill that people have towards Nintendo and and the the love that people have for Nintendo first party games. They have to undercut those those consoles on price. Well, again, for the Wii U itself, it did become an awful lot of people's second console, mm. and mm. it was because they already had um, either a PlayStation yeah. or an Xbox, and it was whenever the Wii U did ha- hit that nice price point that people were going to buy it for playing Nintendo games on. Yeah, well, but we, we did, then, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like that it was only then. It's like it was viewed as like being a luxury console. Yeah. It's like if it comes down in price and you've got a bit of money burning a hole in your pocket, then you pick one up. But mm. you can't launch a console uh, on that sort of basis. You can't launch a console because some people will pick it up at some point when it's cheap. Yep. Like it needs to shift. You. Well, Nintendo don't need to make money, but if this is to not be the end of them as a as a home you know, as a hardware manufacturer, at least as a home console manufacturer, it needs to get up and running quickly. Yeah. It if needs they, to shift units. If they don't need the, to make money in the initial stages, they need to undercut Microsoft and Sony. Yeah, They've well, that's what um, Microsoft and, and, X, uh, and Sony have done uh, with their consoles. I mean, the, the their PS4s were, I think they were... If they weren't selling at costs, they were. Uh, I think they were. Pr- they were probably selling uh, at a slight loss. They were loss. losing, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they then they make the money back from from publishing games. And considering that Nintendo make more uh, quality first party exclusive titles than Microsoft and Sony combined, um, then they can they could probably sell the Switch at a loss and then make their money back with with uh, software. Mm-hmm. Well, Sony made such a loss on the PS3 that they didn't start actually making profit on it until about six years into its cycle. That's because they launched it at like $600. <laughs> well, as well as that, they did have the, the strength of Blu-ray behind it, so every company that was producing a Blu-ray had to pay Sony, so they got the money back that way. But yeah, the price is... You never can tell with Nintendo. <laughs> never I mean, can. <laughs> how much was the? I mean, the, the, the Wii the wasn't Wii. very expensive when it came out. No. That was always quite a cheap piece of hardware. They need to, and, and I don't know what the. How much was the GameCube when that came out? Was that uh, quite expensive? No, that, no, that was, was quite cheap. I think it was one hundred and ninety-nine quid, wasn't it? When I it think it was out. cheaper now. I think it was one hundred and thirty pounds. I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh no! Because I bought mine as a big pack. Yeah, so it will have been about one hundred and thirty yeah. quid because I, I got like it was loads of bits. Of it. I got the Resident Evil one, didn't I? So yeah. Yeah. it's weird. That I like the Wii U. They've so stubbornly kept that reasonably high in light of the other consoles, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the Wii U, yeah, the Wii, the original Wii was cheap to start with, and then it did go down in price eventually when demand died off a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at the Nvidia Shield thing again, just because I feel like that portable one's possibly the closest thing and that yeah. uses a Tegra 4 it's like a controller with a screen kind of thing so that was going for 350 in dollars didn't sell and they dropped it to 250 but then one thing that's is worth knowing yeah it's expensive um, <laughs> one thing is though it, that can be connected to a TV and can achieve 4k resolutions apparently mm-hmm. mm. ah. so then that does show you how powerful Tegra could be potentially but is that connecting it to a TV but then streaming games from your PC because that's what the shield was made it, for. no it runs its own apps as well it has oh right own, well, that 4k that's where mm. I was talking about like Borderlands and stuff like it's a version of Borderlands 2 for the shield um one of the Hitman games just came out, like a HD remake of remake of like Absolution or something. 
just came I'm out not, on the shield. Wow. I think I, I was looking at that earlier on. I'm not convinced that they're actually running natively on the device itself. Okay. I think there is a fair amount of cloud computing okay. down in the background for those. Some jiggery-pokery. Yeah, it's <laughs> because it's still just Android yeah. and it's actually running on it. So no, as whenever I was looking at the website and actually looking at the proper NVIDIA website, it did there was mentioning of sort of cloud computing okay. and what have you so um, for a lot of those bigger games. So okay. there is, yeah, a little bit of jiggery-pokery going on. Okay, so then um, maybe those. that's how I can get away with being a bit, that bit more powerful, I guess, without yeah. being it. Yeah, that sells for two hundred dollars at the moment. Anyway, yeah, the problem with the Nvidia Shield that I had with it was the fact that if you were doing it from your own computer, you needed an Nvidia graphics card, and I usually oh. go with ATI. That's crappy. Um, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, mm. and it's still not quite what I want, which is basically give me an eight-inch tablet that's running Windows that I can install Steam on that has like a controller attachment. That would be hmm. perfect for me. Um, so what the Switch actually is, is basically kind that, that but yeah. as a Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. I have a shared library across both a handheld and a home console, and I can take that where I want. I only have to buy the games once, and it's the same thing. I don't have to buy another piece of hardware. That was always sort of my little sticking yeah, point with the Vita and the PlayStation 3 slash 4. Yeah. In that mm. I still need to buy that other bit of hardware at potentially, you know, over £100. Mm-hmm. Um, do you actually get that? And Sony never really pushed that. It's only really now that the Vita and PlayStation um, sort of synergy um, is actually coming to bear um, for an mm. awful lot of people with um, yeah. PS Plus and what have you. The fact that you've got the cross-play and the cross-buy near enough. Um, mm. for a lot of the games but Sony have never really pushed that for whatever reason and uh, no. it seems baffling so in reality Nintendo have actually done what Sony should have done years ago and could have done years ago um, giving you that actual you know, portable console to take away with you that is playing those console games well we've got one big plus and one big minus when it comes to Nintendo catalogue is that uh, the 3DS has got a decent number of quality titles and the Wii U has got a decent number of quality titles if you wanted to play them both you needed both bits of hardware yep. um, if they can combine the the games like the, the, the 3DS style games like your um, Fire Emblems and your Animal Crossings and games like that with the games that they were bringing out on the Wii U and just have it on one platform that's doubling their library which is all which was like one of the, one of the other big problems of the Wii U is like months could go by without um, a decent game coming out on the Wii U or even anything of note coming out on the system it's even weird there's weird Um, games that like how did Luigi's Mansion 2 become a 3D game like it looked great in 3D but like there could have been a home version it was a home franchise to start like console franchise to start with so yeah so you're right like completely eradicates that problem and it can only be like a good thing it's only a positive thing yeah but then on the flip side um, the Wii U it's backwards compatible with the Wii. The Wii was backwards compatible with the GameCube. Is this going to be backwards compatible with anything? No. Nope. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have an optical drive. You can't put your Wii U games yep. in. And they ruled out Are you going to be able to games as well. Like just Any, in case yeah. anybody was thinking, oh, it's cartridges. Maybe it'll work. They kind of said, nah, it's not gonna. No. It well, it wouldn't anyway because it's yeah. only got one screen. Yeah, yeah. It would never. Well, yeah. That didn't stop them putting the games on the Wii U, did it? Where it kind of splits the screen. Yeah, that's true. So they could have done it, but Um, I guess they're choosing not to. Yeah, so going back, they might be able to do Wii games on the virtual console, but again, it's whether or not the controllers actually work as Wii controllers. 
yeah um, with the movement sensors and what have you otherwise we're going right back to the gamecube and while mm. an awful lot of people would love that and even and having portable gamecube games would be fantastic yep if, um particularly if the switch actually upscales them a little bit too and uh helps the resolution and things like that that could mm. be a big deal but yeah having that backwards compatibility could be a little bit of a sticking point yeah, I mean, yeah, they could go back. You could have GameCube, you could have N sixty four. Games running on it. I mean, like, but anything that you've already bought on the Virtual Console, I'm almost guaranteeing you will have to buy again because that's the way Nintendo Online works. And if and when yeah. they're around porting it as well. Yeah, if and when they get around to porting it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's one um, thing. They kind of got over Virtual Console a little bit. Like, is the NES Classic the new way they're going to go with that? Because the Wii U doesn't have many virtual console games. Like if you look at the N sixty four games they brought to it, it's like a handful. And I know you can Even always go into Wii, Wii yeah. mode, yeah. Yep. And it's just very now, the three DS is quite good for that though, isn't it? The three DS has got a decent number of virtual console games. Yeah, like NES and then I guess if you have the new one you've got SNES games and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. maybe they're just gonna wash the deck clean and stop getting bogged down with yeah. doing all this retro shit and just carry on moving ahead I do I want mean, please carry on playing Mario oh Baker. give over <laughs> just play it because all your uh, Nintendo hardware still fucking works I mean Sony did it with um, PS3 and everybody lost their shit when the PS3 came out and it wouldn't play PS2 games and I mean uh, nobody stopped buying PS3s did they it became a real fucking top seller I think we've mm. just got to move on. <laughs> Start yeah. looking forward instead of backwards. I do think they kind yeah. of could do a doing away with the Wii remotes and stuff. Like, just from a brand point of view, like, don't come muddy yeah. the waters in any way again. Like, I would just, yeah. even though there's probably a way it'll work because they'll probably use Bluetooth, I would just not even bother. It's coming with, like, essentially two controllers in the box anyway, with the two mm-hmm. halves of the Joy Cons. It's kind of no reason to have that stuff still work with it I think personally I mean no yeah. not at all yeah I think they should just be done with it if I'm honest yeah wonder I guess the only thing left to read for is when are we going to find out more information because it's less than six months until it's due out so there is one and thing all we've, all we've had is one teaser trailer so apparently what prompted the teaser trailer happening today or last week is there's an investors call tomorrow so the 25th mm. and they had to have yeah. it out before that so that they could project their numbers for the last well it works yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> definitely like their share prices yeah. through the roof yeah it went up a billion dollars in a day yeah. but did it not drop down again by about six percent probably yeah the same as it did with yeah, but, pokemon go <laughs> but what's six percent of a billion dollars who cares yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so I do wonder if because I know like a lot of these investors call like they're public companies that so they have to publish them. So depending on how much those investors are, care about asking more questions, we might get a few little tidbits from there. Like I don't think we're gonna get an investor going and going, oh, is the screen capacitive or resistant? But <laughs> we might get a little tidbits. You know, like they might want to know like how many launch games are we getting how many units of those do you expect to sell in the first quarter or something mm. how much is it going to cost yeah we might get that like how much pro- or yeah. we might get it in terms of like how much profit are we making off each unit or something things like that so there might be little bits that's in like a day's time but other than, I think they're going to let Christmas go and then January 
perhaps. Yeah, I think that's but what then they've they, got any of the news January, sites any of the news but, sites won't have you had reported that they're basically there'll not be much more information now until twenty seventeen apart from the odd crazy. little bits and pieces. That um, gives them tops three months. Absolutely, yep. if it's coming out right at the end of March, that gives them a maximum of three months to market the hell out of it, to get to to make the, the wider public understand exactly what it is, what it does, <laughs> how much it's going to cost, what's coming out on it, get it built, get it into shops. Oh yeah, in I'm, three months. <laughs> you're talking about Nintendo. The, these guys this year dropped the NES Mini, the, you know, the micro machine honours without even saying a fucking thing and before you knew yeah, it they were sold out worldwide but that's a little tiny piece of hardware it's like a, <laughs> you know a, the, and they, they gave that more than six months breathing room this is their <laughs> next flagship console and they less work than six in mysterious months ago ways. we had one trailer I guess it's so, they're such a weird company do you, remember the <laughs> yeah. last, do you remember the last time this was done though by anybody no Sega Saturn was only oh, well, it was that. announced four <laughs> months before it came out, <laughs> and that ended. Yeah, so it's well. commonly attributed <laughs> as the one reason why everything failed because like stores weren't ready, like there was like no space on store shelves because they were all getting ready for the PS4 and stuff, uh, the PS1, I guess. Um, mm, yeah, like they just weren't ready for it, and it, developers weren't ready. Like there's next to no games came out at launch because like there wasn't even a Sonic game because they hadn't even got it ready. That's no bad thing. <laughs> whoa, 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 let's not start that again. In terms of that, though, they have done a good job. It's like they didn't try to get this announced during the clusterfuck of E3 yeah. or even in the months following it where people were still dissecting news about new games. Um, it seems a little bit odd waiting until the middle of city season where people are kind of concentrating on the games that are coming out now and in the next month or so to announce it. Uh, but they've given themselves a lot of breathing room this time. It's going to be coming out. There won't there won't be any other new hardware coming out when it launches. Mm. No, like we won't so see. We'll be seeing got the that. Scorpio like six months after or something. Um, yeah, Scorpio six months after the the PS4 Pro comes out next month. Yeah, yeah November sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't imagine there's going to be that many of those on store shelves, really, because... It's Actually, thinking about it, there's about a it. pattern emerging here, because don't forget, you, we're, to, we're dissing um, Nintendo for not being very forward, but we've got P- PlayStation. <laughs> Sony was just not even admitting that they were releasing a PS4 Slim, even though you could actually buy one from a second-hand shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking. <laughs> yeah. They just—they've got a really, really short amount of time in which to get the messaging on point. I mean, they've made a good start. That uh, that opening trailer, as as ridiculous as it was, like like trendy millennials <laughs> playing the Nintendo oh, yeah. Switches on the, no, the, this, the like, rooftop parties yeah, this and girl stuff in like this that. Weird condo that overlooks this balcony party that's going <laughs> yeah. on. And, Basketball. It was like, grows. hey, we're having a party. Come on over. It's like Bring your console advert. with you. It's a bloody gap <laughs> advert for games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, let's stop playing basketball so we can sit <laughs> at the side of the court and play NBA 2K on on the Nintendo Switch. And let's not wear seatbelts um, in the back seat of a car and play Mario Kart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing in that that was like really interesting was like, oh, they appear to maybe making a push towards esports with yeah, the, the, the stadium Splinter competition, mm. um, which you know could be interesting. But apart from that, like it was uh, it was a clear, succinct advert. Like 
the just the simple like that click noise mm-hmm. with the, like the, the the switch logo. Sort of thing, yeah. yeah, that is that works. Um, the messaging for, for as little as they for, the, they've told us was pretty clear. Um, and as as we were mentioning before, uh, the fact that when it came out, it completely swallowed up any news of anything else, including <laughs> the announcement of one of the most hotly anticipated games of the last what, five, right. six, seven years. Okay, Mark, I'll just put it out here. You're on about the message, right? Um, I run a normal pub quiz on a Sunday night, mm-hmm. and I ran right. it this Sunday night, and I put in the quiz, in the, quiz, in the news section, I says, um, Nintendo have announced that they're releasing a new console in March next year. What's it called? Nobody got it wrong. And this is a, a pub quiz from you yeah. know sort of eighty to seventy year olds, and yeah. they they all got it. And I thought, my god, yeah. you know, I was, how, all, I was like, how are those unless I went on it? like because it was everywhere. It was everywhere. If you went on like, it's not just that. It's like um, if unless you went on Breakfast like a dedicated telly. gaming website, then you'd see start news about the new Red Dead Redemption trailer, but. The, the announcement of the Nintendo Switch was being trailed on BBC News. It was yeah, on the front page okay. of the Guardian website. It was absolutely everywhere. They were talking about it on Radio 5. Yeah. The landscape for marketing and media has completely changed in even the last five years. Yeah. So it has, you know, everybody is now on Twitter or Facebook. They're on the internet, you know, they've got apps and things on their smartphones. You're walking around with a little computer in your pocket that you get a huge amount of information to every mm-hmm. single day. You know, people are still getting their emails, there's WhatsApp, there's so many different social um, you know, applications and programs that people use every single day. And you're bound to be following at least one person who will retweet something that will then pop up in your timeline. I didn't see, see anything this. on MySpace. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's written a song about it somewhere. <laughs> Change their background to a picture of it. Yeah. So you know, there there was a huge amount of okay, I'm saying about the PS4 Slim and what have you, and Sony basically not saying anything about it and saying mm. less than they've actually said about the Vita in the past six months. But <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> well, that's true. The information was getting out there, and you know other people were talking about it. So even though they at their conference they went, and here is the slim. People went, well, okay, we know about that. Oh, it's ready tomorrow. All oh, right, yeah. okay, you know. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to get around that, but it is very easy to get a quick message out there, especially yeah. if it is available in a very small time scale. You know, saying about the Saturn only having like a four month um, launch window and what have you. That's massive back in those days, but four months is ages, you know, um, yeah. now. Yeah, true. We're actually promoting something. Yeah. But if they can keep a steady stream of information coming out, yep. uh, and they, they have their, their messaging as, as you know relatively clear as it was in the, the launch trailer, then it'll stay in the public consciousness and people will be talking about it. Like, uh, maybe they did a... It, maybe it was a good idea for them to not reveal everything that the console can do in that opening trailer because if they can drip feed that information over the coming months yeah. people talking then, doesn't it yeah people will be talking about it endlessly that's it whenever you turned up to a first date naked it's just not done <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> not even in Doncaster <laughs> well <laughs> uh. 
but that's all they need. They, you know, over the next couple of months or whatever, they can show maybe a little bit more of each of the games that they probably have um, near enough sitting ready, especially the first party ones. Stick mm. a Mario Kart, maybe a Splatoon, at least a Mario uh, platformer on there, and you know, let people see those trailers. They're starting to do that a little bit more with Breath of the Wild now. Um, yeah. I'm very tempted at cancelling my pre-order for the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild because yeah. I've basically been given permission to go ahead and start saving Judas. the Switch. <laughs> so it's and I'm, I almost want to keep that pre-order just so that I can say I actually have a Zelda, an original Zelda on yeah. the Wii U. And yeah. uh, you know that actual game could be not quite collector's worthy, but uh, it could be uh, a Twilight be, Princess. It will be unique enough, yeah. Mm. Um, so I don't. I'm still holding off on that for the meantime. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, I'm excited because it's it is it's that console that I get to take away and play at home. I only have to buy it once. I only have to buy the software library once, and I can take it with me. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Likewise. And a yeah. nice price point, so, and that's me sold on day one. So. Mm. Out of all four of us, is there any of us that aren't going to be buying it day one? Maybe me. My big thing is you're still catching up with the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I buy like every game for it in the space of two weeks. I just got two more today <laughs> as well. Um, I just I want to see. I don't want to be in that trap again where there's just not enough games and it's just gathering dust. Because then I may as well wait until mm. there's. They'll be. They'll change the bundles up and stuff, and I may as well wait till Christmas yeah. next year. I've got a pre-order down for Zelda that's um, cheap because it was on twenty percent off on Amazon. So like, I'm not going to be changing that pre-order. Mm. So unless there's yeah, something that comes out that I have to have, I'm not going to get it day one. I don't think. If they have it really good, I would say at least ten titles on the yeah. launch lineup. If you look at like the, the last big. Nintendo first party game that came out on the Wii U was probably Splatoon. As in a new IP? Some, yeah, well, no, no, as in like a big a big first party title on the Wii U. Can you think of anything since Splatoon? Um, when did Splatoon come out? Last May. Hmm. Yeah, 2015. Wait, uh, when did Mario Maker come out though? Oh yeah, no. Mario Maker was oh, like last, back end of last year. September, yeah. October time. Yeah, sort of like yeah, yeah silly season last year. Silly season, Colour Splash. yeah. Color Splash. But, um, oh yeah, Color Splash. Yeah, Color Splash. Mario yeah. Color Splash that came out this uh, last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but like I get the impression from what I've read that um, Nint- various Nintendo first-party studios and a few third-party studios have been working on projects for this hardware for quite a while. Uh, and if they are truly consolidating the the Wii U and 3DS sort of studios into one platform, um, you could see a quite a sizable launch window of games. Like there could be a new Mario, new Mario Kart, new Splatoon. We already know there's going to be a new Zelda. There, you know, there could even be like a, a new Pikmin, a new um, um, Animal Crossing. Probably not a new Pokemon quite so soon after mm-hmm. uh, Sun and Moon, but um, stick a Monster Hunter game on there. Stick a yeah. at least one big Japanese RPG on there, mm. yeah, as well. And a uh, new Platinum th- game. That's me totally sold. Yeah. Um, so if like if if 
you know, in the lead up to it, we find out that it's going to be priced reasonably and there is going to be a sizable catalogue in the launch window of good first party games and all, you know, and other games being made by developers that we know have made good products for uh, Nintendo platforms, then I think it's a no brainer. Mm. Yeah. Do we think that they'll have Jonathan Ross showing it off again like they did with the 3DS? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, hope so. They'll not have Jonathan Ross, they'll have Anton Deck. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they don't need either of them, they've got Reggie. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes, that's but true. But they tend to, with <laughs> console launch stuff like this, they tend to regionalise it. So. Yeah, but everybody loves Reggie. I know, but Jonathan Ross. <laughs> yeah. He's a big yeah. fan. <laughs> Yeah. Justin Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff Keeley sat in front of a big pile of Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's alright. Hopefully, by the time they get round to launching it, Donald Trump will have nothing else to do. Oh, well, he'll have Trump he TV, won't he? <laughs> he'll have his TV network. Maybe they can advertise the Nintendo Switch on Trump TV. <laughs> Launch it live on Trump TV. Yeah, uh, I personally uh, I haven't been this excited for a piece of hardware in a long time. Like, I didn't get this excited for the PS4 and Xbox One. No, me neither. Uh, probably haven't been this excited about a piece of hardware since the PS2, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like beforehand, like I got excited about the Wii once it was already out. In the in the run up to it, it was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, once it came out, I was excited about it. But like it pre release I haven't been as excited about a piece of hardware in a long time um, last one for me was Gamecube yeah and that's going back some time now that's going back <laughs> a, yeah it's going back I think that came out before the PS2 didn't it uh, was it slightly after it slightly after I think it was about 99 2000 something like that yeah I can't remember a while ago yeah I am dead excited for it and the internet is dead excited for it so Parts of the internet Which are dead excited for it. Parts of the internet are dead excited for it. VG 24-7 apparently are not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go on, Stuart. Right. VG 24-7 posted up a an article on the 21st of October. It was written by Brenna Hillier. And the title Boo, of it is... Boo, Brenna! Boo! <laughs> Boo! The title of it is Switched Off. Out of Touch Nintendo's Going At It Arse Backwards Again. So basically he spends the entire article just sort of ripping into Nintendo for just being a bit silly, not necessarily seeing what the appeal is of this new console and what have you. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find the uh, little bit. Uh, right, the one paragraph in it. There's no longer any room in people's lives for a new device. All slots are fully occupied. Do we really want to lug around a second $500 device in addition to the ones we already carry? $500, do, come on. Do you really need to play Skyrim on the subway when Candy Crush will do? <laughs> what? The ridi- How is that even a question? The, no, the ridiculousness <laughs> of that sentence alone means they just don't understand it. You know, for an awful lot of people, playing Skyrim on the train or, you know, over your lunch break or whatever... People would kill for that. <laughs> that's, yeah, not, that's what an awful lot of people want. Not they don't a want games they, writer. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want Candy Crush. No, you know, they don't. No. That's I like playing on my phone. I like playing on tablets. But in reality, they're not giving me a deep dive gaming experience that I really, really want. You mm. know, 
I can sit and play with those on, you know, on my phone or a tablet whenever I'm, you know, during my lunch break and what have you. That's fine. But in reality, if I was to be able to sit and play Zelda or Mario or Skyrim or, you know, something else mm. over my lunchtime at my desk, I'm going to play that. Yeah, no <laughs> if, brainer. If, if I have that choice. Yeah, there's been loads of people on Twitch who've been saying, oh, I don't see the point here. Why would I want a console that I can play at home and then take away with it? And it's like, well, then it's obviously not for really? you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but there's plenty of people like me that are like, I love the idea of playing Zelda on my TV. And it's like, oh, it's quite nice outside. I'll just I'll chuck it in my bag and go and sit down in the park and play it there for a bit. Or take it to work and play it on my lunch break. Or take it on the train. Or I'm going on holiday and I want something to, to, to play on the plane. I'll take Zelda with me there. Yep. And then bring it home, slot it in that dock, and just seamlessly carry on playing. Like, that is well, that's perfect the thing. Yeah. what I want. Don't forget, yep. you've got cartridges as well, so you can just lug around your whole game collection in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, previously with the 3DS, okay, you've had Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, and uh, now you've got Hyrule Legends, or Hyrule Warrior Legends. The fact that, okay, there is a little bit of cross-save there between the Wii U and the 3DS, but it's still cross-save. There is still a faff to try and get that save downloaded and, you know, converted back onto the Wii U console. Um, and you have to buy it twice. Yeah, and you have to buy it twice. You have to buy mm, a second mm. console to actually play it on as well. Yeah. And whereas, you know, you just lift it and go, and that's you. You come back home, set it in the dock, and that's you back again. And uh, yeah, it's the simplicity of that, and the money saving of it. And for yeah, pe- it's for, like for people like me who don't necessarily get a huge amount of time to sit and sink into games nightly, because you know once you get the kids to bed, and you know sit and have time with the wife and what have you, you've maybe mm. got an hour or an hour or two mm. um, on a weekday. Um, I might get a little bit longer at the weekends and what have you, because I get to stay up a little bit later. But if yeah. I can get that extra hour at lunchtime. On a proper game, I'm going to play that yeah, without it's golden. any doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's that was the best thing about the Wii U was like I'm playing uh, playing a Wii U game on the TV, and Adam Adam will understand this. Or the <laughs> missus wants to watch Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. So am I like? So I'll flick over onto the console, I'll play on the gamepad, and then we can watch the Bake Off on the TV. But that doesn't work with every. Um, Wii U game like I can't play Splatoon on the gamepad that does, it doesn't work with that it doesn't work with a number of games but mm-hmm. this will work with every single game yep. I can just take it out of its dock flick the TV on to whatever and just sit and carry on playing it on the screen and that is perfect because like I, a lot of people who have been complaining about it I've, I mean, I've noticed a lot of people on Twitter who the, the people have been saying oh, I don't see the point in it are also the same people who praise Sony for having like cross save and cross play <laughs> between the PS4 and the Vita and it's like well it's exactly the same thing but you're taking out one piece of hardware and the, the associated costs of that one piece of hardware by consolidating into just one unit. You don't even need a um, Wi-Fi network to cross save it's there yeah. and like, if you if like most people um, who aren't teenagers or, or kids you have to share your TV with other people in your household. Exactly. Fight for it's it. It's perfect. Yeah, you have to fight for the TV, yeah. <laughs> then it's perfect. If, if, if... I mean, we've got some qualms. Battery life might be a problem. Don't know whether it's going to have a touchscreen. Backwards compa- compatibility is a big question. Um, there's, there's a lot of big question marks around at the moment, but... You know, these are things that Nintendo can answer by drip-feeding us information over the next few months. Mm-hmm. But 
as it stands at the moment, I'm very excited for it. Same here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am. A better name would have been excited. better. I quite like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm more excited about this than I am PSVR. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. you listening to you've that tried show, that and yeah. given up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a thing, right? PSVR is what, 350? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. 500 if you bought, bought the peripherals as well. Yeah. Oh, right. The Switch plus all the launch titles could be less than 500 pounds. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No brainer. Yeah. Completely no brainer. And it's something like you, something you can play everywhere, whereas with the PSVR, you have to be rooted in front of your TV. <laughs> you you can't be further than seven feet away from your fucking TV. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can't play that many games on it, and the ones that you can play, you probably can't play for too long because you'll end up feeling a little bit queasy. Or the games um, aren't that long in themselves. Yeah. You just go a bit mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm dead excited for it. Um, earlier in the week, not long after the actual announcement and what have you, we asked people on Twitter, um, our listeners and what have you, to see what they thought of it using the hashtag LGR Switch. So Jack Smith, um, who's at Genesis on Twitter, is, says, I'm a big handheld fan and love the Wii U's off-TV play, so this is a natural evolution and it definitely looks right up my alley. Uh, of course, the most important thing will be the games and the pricing, but at least from the teaser, Nintendo were aiming strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have plenty of time to get game details um, through before the launch, uh, which I look forward to learning about. Mm-hmm. Our very own Lee has, uh, or at Count Fusco on Twitter, has said, Really pleased it did turn out to be a hybrid system. Freedom to play at home and away is key for my limited time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a submission from uh, Revitar, who's uh, at Revitar on Twitter. Uh, I really love the concept, and they're finally looking at their target demographic. And uh, Howard, who's at Welsh Benno on Twitter, said it all depends on the games being released and the pricing strategy. The lad and I love referring to his ch- uh, kids. Uh, said love the concept, need to see more. So, yeah. That's one thing that we, we probably haven't really mentioned is that for our target demographic, the the lapsed gamer, I can't think of a more perfect console. Mm-hmm. No, yep. same yeah. here. Yep, the Wii U. Like, the, the Wii U really fits that hole already, but this is t- just it taking does, it to yeah. a, a one further extreme for me yeah yeah the, the, like it, if you've got limited game time uh, and you need to share that time especially sharing that time with the television with uh, other people in your house uh, or if you, the only time you can snatch some, some uh, game time is on your commute to work or on your lunch break I can't think of a more perfect console yeah in, in theory if it works <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of what-ifs so far, but... There are, yeah. That's the thing to take away. Is it's exciting, but there are a lot of questions and a lot of caveats that Nintendo will need to answer. Um, they've got a lot of information they need to give us before um, before people are completely sold on it. Mm-hmm. But if they've got a good start. The internet's fallen in love with it already. <laughs> you could say the same thing about Brexit, though. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's not go down that. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. But um, if you've got any thoughts on the the uh, Nintendo Switch, then you can let us know. If we'll just tweet at us. Uh, be sure to use the hashtag LGR Switch as well, so that we can find them if we come back to this and talk about it on uh, on future shows. Or if you want to send us any longer thoughts, and of course, you can send us an email to uh, lapsgamerradio at gmail dot com. Um, I'm probably going to try and consolidate my thoughts a little clearer 
uh, in written form and put that up on the blog. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, exciting times. But, very um, exciting. Yeah, ex- very exciting times. And yeah, apologies to Rockstar. Sorry, sorry, Nintendo shit on your party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will actually come back and talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 at some point in the future. At length. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I thought they were releasing a game on R2D2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still absolutely devastated that it's not Rockstar Table Tennis 2. Yeah. You can Being live in uh, hope. We've got a soft spot for that game, haven't we? <laughs> Big soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess that's all that we left to be said. Is thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Stand by for gamer radio transmission. How's it going, fellas? Hope you're all having a good recording tonight. Uh, unfortunately, I can't be on the recording tonight, uh, so I just thought I would give you my uh, thoughts and opinions on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, so I'm not 100% sure what you've covered, but I'll give you my thoughts and opinions anyway, uh, and if I touch on a couple of the subjects that you guys have touched on, then bonus. So first of all, uh, my background with Nintendo, I have a fairly uh, interesting history with uh, with Nintendo. Uh, I uh, originally had the NES, which I won um, by getting a question right off the radio many, many, many years ago uh, in my childhood. Uh, so that was my first entry point. Uh, and then I was, uh, although I didn't own one myself, I played a hell of a lot on the N64, which was fantastic. Uh, and a couple of the consoles in between. Um, I've had a few generations of the Game Boy consoles. Uh, I had the Wii. Uh, which I thought was really good. However, personally, um, the the whole movement things a little bit like uh, the Kinect and whatnot wore a little bit thin with me. Uh, and playing uh, the likes of Mario Kart, which was really good, but trying to do it with the controller and moving it rather than actually changing the controller stick uh, was just a little bit strange for me uh, so I didn't bother getting the Wii U however the Nintendo Switch has actually piqued my interest quite a bit um, the The look of the console looks really really good and it looks very very clever and innovative for what Nintendo do Nintendo like to think outside of the box uh, and roll with it uh, personally if this does work I think it's going to be fantastic because it's combining two things which are a massive right now um, one it's Nintendo's love and their love for games um, which is second to none but also the fact that it's a tablet um, now the design may vary I guess um, and we're not uh, being given all the details on the power and things but if they can pull this off, this could be a groundbreaking console because a hell of a lot of people, and the market will show you this from the stats, play games on tablets. So if they design a tablet and if you can put different apps on here, Netflix and different things, Facebook and whatnot, but also it's got the graphical power to run something like Skyrim, wow, that's all I'm going to say about that. The fact that you can then dock that into um, the cradle and then display that at 1080p or whatever i very much doubt it's going to be 4k but 1080p is fine for me bang that in play it on your tv that's great now i know you guys that have played the wii u uh, have got your reservations and a lot of other people around the world about the wii u that you've got that separate screen um at your your hand when you're playing the game as well as what's on the tv and you're losing out on that who knows, they might do something else. Um, but for me, not owning the Wii U, I'm not used to that. So coming in from the outside, um, I think it looks great. 
the controllers how they uh, attach to the side or you can attach them to what i guess is the battery pack in the middle to get your actual controller there but then you also have the uh, standard controller which you can buy i guess as a peripheral um that they're really thinking outside the box and trying to get everything for everyone the best winner for me with their controller is the fact that the the thumbsticks are slightly staggered and offset a little bit like the xbox which is a preference of mine uh, one of the reasons for not playing so much on the ps3 was because the thumbsticks for me were a little bit too close ps4 slightly bigger controller so a little bit further away but i do prefer the offset on the thumbsticks as i was saying the idea of the actual console is great um if they can pull this off it's going to be fantastic i know there's been a few uh, rumors and whatnot that um skyrim might not actually be playing on it and different things like that you guys may have already covered that in the chat um about um the advertisement um of consoles these days personally i think that's wrong if if it if it's not able to run skyrim then you shouldn't show it in an advert i know sometimes they like to push things beyond limits but if it was pre-alpha pre-testing little thing on there then that had just covered that caveat for us to say we're hoping to get to that point but there we go um it does look like um from one of the uh, the sampling partners um of the nintendo switch that a lot of uh the key creators are coming back uh, to nintendo which is great so uh, you guys that have, have, have prefer your nintendo consoles will still be able to play the likes of say the division and things like that but who knows uh, we'll not run ahead with that straight away um but it'd be nice that you can bring uh, those uh, higher powered games back to the console and that's personally for me what's been lacking um, i love the quirky games that nintendo do but they've got to get the power they've got to get something back for me um, and, and i think this is going to be a definite winner um, the possible games that, that we've got on the lineup obviously we've got the new zelda look like we was going to have a new mario game um, i wouldn't be surprised if there's another mario kart coming out and obviously if you can then play the likes of skyrim and, and whatnot that is going to be great and it does look like according to the the little trailer that they showed us that a we've got cartridges back which is great um, i think that's a that, that's a massive bonus and a, and, and a niche for nintendo consoles so bring back the cartridge that's a good thing but then also that they possibly go into the esports side of things uh, which looks interesting so it looks like they're actually embracing the world they just need to start embracing creators and youtubers and whatnot but that's a, a topic for another uh, another show or something you may have gone on later but uh, as a creator that would be great because i don't want my content taken down which is for free okay I'm, i might make a literally a few cents off it but it's advertising their game it's free advertisement at the end of the day just to finish off this quick bit so I don't keep you long, uh, you guys too long, I personally think that the, the console is probably going to come in at the 250 range. That's the price I'd hope for. If it was cheaper, great, but it can't go much above that because once you go above that, you're starting to get into uh, PlayStation Pro territory and whatever the Scorpio, whenever that's released. Um, we know that's a bit of a uh, an elephant in the room at the moment as to why, where that's going to pitch in. But I think anything 300 and above, the, the the product's got to be on point it's got to be powerful and it's got to be ready to go so anyway uh, we're, we're as as lgr are very nintendo based uh, and there's a lot of nintendo fans we'll definitely keep our finger on the pulse um, and i'll be uh, keeping a close eye on this and who knows i may get a, a day one pre-order but uh, we'll have to see what price it comes out at so that's all from me um, i hope the podcast is going well fellas and uh, i'll speak to all the uh, the listeners soon Radio. 
So you'll probably have heard about this already, but if you wanted to hear us talk about it, then this is bullshit. This is such a shit open, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's going at the end, surely. That can go at the end, yeah. 